0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the final episode of season three. That is wild to me that we are already at the end of season three. Today, we are talking about season three wrap up and new year transition tips. If you have been here for a while through these three seasons, thank you so much. I really appreciate your presence subscribes and listens always make a difference for any podcast. So thank you for being that here. If you are new here, and this is your first episode, welcome. I am so grateful to have you join me here. And I am going to be taking a break as I always do between seasons. So I invite you to go listen to some of the earlier episodes over the past three years. There have been some amazing interviews, some tips and ideas that I explore and some coaching to check out. So to all of you, I invite you to go reflect as you wait for season four to commence. In this episode, we are going to be digging into tips for a transition of cycles. And whether you are into doing that transition at this time of year when there's a lot of societal support into <laughs> doing that, or if you do your transition, your yearly transition at a different time. That's cool too. These tips will be applicable to any cycle transition. So we're going to be looking at a review of season three, what's coming in season four, creating aligned focus for the new year, and some supports for you that are coming up in 2024. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Valerie Friedlander, Certified Life Business Alignment Coach, and this is Unlimited. This podcast bridges the individual and the societal, scientific and spiritual, positive and negative, nerdy and no, there's just a lot of nerdy. (laughs) Come on board and let's unlock a life that's as badass as you are. When you are finishing a cycle of something, it really makes a difference to take some space to process that cycle, the previous cycle, and looking into the next cycle. Our lives are full of cycles, and so sometimes we honor them in different places. I happened to set this podcast cycle up to match up with the calendar year, So I can't believe it's been three years, by the way. That's, (laughs) I know I said it in the intro, but it really is kind of mind-boggling to me that it's been three years. So especially because I think threes are a particularly powerful number, I'm planning on taking a little extra space between the seasons of season three into season four to really reflect and align What this next season is going to be like, both in terms of the podcast, but also in terms of my coaching business, because that's important. I'm one of those people who I tend to be like all the ideas. And this came up in a coaching call recently where it's very common to have like so many ideas, so many things you want to do, but without that focus of what's really important, what the purpose is, what is tied to the values, it's easy to spread thin and instead of really fully honoring the things that you're doing and the purpose with which you're doing them, you end up kind of half doing all the things. Right now I'm reading Tara McMullen's book What Works, a comprehensive framework to change the way we approach goal setting and I love the way that she talks about that of overcommitment and undercommitment and how We overcommit and burn out, but also that leads to undercommitment, which is where we aren't fully committed to any one thing or any couple things and kind of half do all of the things that we commit to. So without that focus, without that acknowledgement of what our capacity is and what our purpose is, and then, okay, where do those intersect in what I'm choosing to do? And how do I honor myself and honor the purpose of what I'm choosing to do? It's just so easy to kind of be all over the place. And I know that's true for me. It <laughs> is something that I do, multi passionate all the way, <laughs> and all the ideas and shiny objects and whatever you want to call it. So, taking some space to really look at that and make some decisions about the schedule and all of the pieces is super important because that's how we really fully show up to the things that we do choose to do. So this podcast is going to take a break until maybe even March. I might throw one episode out in February because I've already recorded the interview and I'm really excited to share it. So we'll see. Make sure that you've subscribed to the podcast so that when I do put the next episode up, you get a notification So let's take a brief moment and reflect on season three. I came into season three with the intention to focus on work and work from a holistic perspective, understanding that work impacts all the things in our life, as well as all the things in our life impacting work. I always take a holistic perspective. And a lot of times I have clients coming to me around dynamics with work. I mean, I talk about myself as a life business alignment coach. So that makes sense right? that we're looking at our relationship with work and especially all of the stories and the programming that we have around work, starting off with this idea of the mythology of work-life balance. And that was the first thing that I dug into because so often that's kind of what people are thinking, even if they know better that's kind of what they're thinking when they come to me is like, how do I navigate this whole, like, all the things that are important to me plus work (laughs) and work being important to me, but in ways where I've internalized it as well as ways that it's actually meaningful. So we dug into that idea of the pressure to love your job and the desire to love your job. Because sometimes we do love our job and the dynamics that that brings up for us. And then going into a variety of stories around laziness, around being behind, around changing careers, because there's a lot of stuff that comes up around that idea of what I end up calling this season a midlife career crisis, because that is oftentimes what we're working on as someone is like, what I've been doing isn't working anymore. And it's usually related to work, even if it's not rooted in work, it has a lot to do and is highly influenced by the stories around work. So digging into that and identity and work looking at what does it look like to lead from a values-aligned place, not just build life from a values-aligned place, but be a leader from that place. The idea around making excuses. I had several replays that I thought were really pertinent to the times, which has to do with like societal gaslighting and this period of value shifting. As you might have picked up, a lot of my work is around values, because that is what creates the foundation for creating a life that is in alignment. It's usually values alignment and chosen values versus internalized values. Relaxing, cultivating self-love, as well as building a schedule because some of these structural things we need as we navigate the structures that exist, but also how do we navigate those in a way that is aligned for us that isn't Compromising too much of what is most important to our being. Looking at those programmed things around, like comparisonitis, is what I call it when we are comparing ourselves overly and needing that sense of belonging, which we also talk about, as well as feeling empowered in our life, honoring our humanity, and gratitude in a way that is actually supportive instead of feeding into the individualism and hierarchical dynamics and all of the things that have stories that pull us away from being who we want to be and connecting the way we want to connect. So that's a little snapshot of season three I had some amazing conversations, and I'm super appreciative to the people who joined me, which leads us to season four, where I intend to have more. Interviews. I love the ideas that come forward and the new ways of thinking that come out of these conversations, not to mention the amazing playlist that has been generated by these interviews. Cause if you haven't heard them before, I always ask at the end what song someone listens to when they want to feel unlimited. And so there's this playlist that I have put together from all the songs that my guests have said. And that is just so fun. I encourage you to check that out. But I love the conversations and the ideas. I really believe that a lot of what we need to do is listen to ourselves and access our own intuition. But when we can do that and then we can show up to these conversations, feeling secure in ourselves and in our receptivity, it just allows us to expand ourselves and our ideas and our connectedness. It's one of the things that Amina and I talk about and do work around in the workshop about transforming conflict that we are going to be reprising in January. So definitely check that out. Those places where we feel conflict or friction are often opportunities for growth, either within ourselves, for somebody else, between us, or maybe all of the above. They can be so powerful when we have that centeredness in how we approach it, and especially when the other person does too, and we're coming together with that idea and with that intention. So more of that including the coaching work, which is about accessing that intuition. I think it's so powerful to hear someone else's process. It's one of the reasons I love group coaching, because of the insights that we get from each other when we seek together with trust and intention and coaching, as well as interviews and those conversations, exploring a topic are two ways that we can expand ourselves. So that's what's coming up this next season. More interviews, more coaching sessions. And I do plan on shifting a little bit into interpersonal relationships versus work. Though, again, they're all interconnected. So (laughs) it'll be cross applicable. It's always cross applicable. But We're gonna look at relationships and some of the dynamics there. If there are particular things that you would love to dig into, to hear about, if you are someone who would like some coaching, because I do offer it as a free offering if you are willing to have it recorded, then there'll be links in the show notes for you to both send me suggestions or requests or ask questions as well as to sign up for coaching on the podcast. So check those out. If you're wondering what that looks like, there are a number of episodes that I have done, and all of them are listed with parentheses coaching at the end of the title. So if you're like, what does that look like before I say yes and sign up for that, because that sounds great, but mm, um, go take a listen to one of those episodes, and you can kind of see what that looks like or sounds like. (laughs) And you can always reach out with questions about it. When I record coaching episodes, and I have done some where it was like, you know what, to really go where we need to go, it needs to not be public. And so it wasn't. I don't require you to sign any kind of contract or force you to share something that does not feel okay for you to do. Um, My coaching is very focused on you. And that is the primary purpose of it is to support you showing up and experiencing life the way that you would like to. So never any pressure, whether it is a recorded coaching session or whether it is an exploration call, I always hold space for you to listen to and honor you as a human being which leads us to some seasonal reminders. So those are those are the wrap-ups of season 3 and kind of a a little hint at where we're going in season 4. And of course, an invitation to you to have input cuz I love your input. I always super appreciate it. So the seasonal reminders. Again, seasonal speaking in terms of shifting from one cycle to another and maybe these are ones you're going to apply now because you like to do the new year calendar year cycle or maybe you apply them to multiple different kinds of cycles in your life. If you want more on the cycles and also transitions, I did a presentation for Women Belong, which is a networking group I'm part of that is called Seeds for Growth and it was about ending your new year strong. That is available to rewatch on YouTube if you didn't catch it live. So you can check that out. I talk a little bit more about cycles and like really hyper-focus into the transition period between cycles. Here, we're gonna talk about rest and we're gonna talk about celebration and we're gonna talk about creating into the new cycle or in this case, the new year. First and foremost, I wanna remind you about rest and I encourage you to check out the book Rest is Resistance by Tricia Hersey and I have a podcast episode from the summer where I talk about rest. But as a quick reminder to you in this episode, there will always be more to do and it is okay to rest even if you're not done. And there's this sense that we are going to have to catch up. And the thing is that you choose, you set your schedule. You are where you are. You are not behind. You are where you are. And so if you're feeling behind, it's an invitation to reset to look at, all right, where are you? Where is your capacity? And what is your purpose in the next things that you do so that you can focus those, maybe release things that aren't actually that important and emphasize the things that have more weight and importance. I do have a podcast episode about about what to do when you've fallen behind. That was part of this last season. So check that out if this is kind of resonating for you. And remember that rest... Can be just a little bit of rest. Like it doesn't have to be this huge space of rest. It can be just a little bit of rest and it can look a million different ways. One of the big things that I've been emphasizing recently is recognizing what rest is and what it isn't. I've noticed that a lot of times people think of what is restful or rejuvenating as what's energizing. And we often get this binary of draining versus energizing. And both of those use energy. So I think it's really important to recognize that draining and energizing, energizing just uses energy more efficiently than the things that are draining. It's not actually rest. It's not actually rejuvenation. It is another way of using energy. Those two get most emphasized because of our hyper-focus on productivity. So we kind of push aside this idea of rest and rejuvenation, I invite you to make some space to really look at, if you're not sure, what is rejuvenating? What is restful for you? Not just what's energizing and exciting, but what is restful? And when it comes to transitions, taking space from your daily routines or from the hustle of the holidays and the things that you're used to doing also allows you space to notice what actually matters versus what's just been normalized, what you've been told matters or what you've gotten into the habit of mattering and focusing on. We need to take that space to be able to notice If we don't pause, if we don't take that space, we don't notice and we tend to just perpetuate the things that we do. When you're always busy, you naturally stick with what's familiar. And yes, it uses less mental energy. And if you have energizing things, not only are you using less mental energy because you're doing what's normal, what you're used to doing, but you're also doing things that maximize energy. So all of that is fabulous. It's still not rejuvenating. It's still not restful. So yay for that, and we need to still make space for the restfulness, for the rejuvenation. And it's very hard to have those things where you're using less mental energy and feeling joyful, feeling energized by the things that you do if you're not taking space for reflection, because we are constantly changing. We're evolving. Our life is changing and evolving, and so... Without that restful space, we inadvertently hold on to things that aren't serving us. And of course, there's a reason why our society glorifies working hard and productivity is it also maintains the societal status quo. So when we get caught in that cycle of not allowing space, then we tend to perpetuate things that may no longer be working. Maybe they used to work, but they are no longer working. The end of a cycle before the beginning of another cycle Is a great time to take space. Probably not the only time taking space is a good idea, but you know, you could have cycles be your weekly cycle, the lunar cycle, whatever cycle works for you to have those spaces of reflection and rejuvenation. Again, reflection isn't necessarily rejuvenation, they're two different things. They often get conflated because, again, productivity. So giving yourself space to rest and then Reflecting with that fresh perspective, that fresh space. And it might feel like it's hard to do because, well, then I'm going to lose momentum on the other things. Not necessarily. Now, of course, if you have momentum, that might not be the time to take the break. It might be in the middle of the cycle for you. And so, really recognizing and honoring what your cycle actually is, is important. But when you do take that break, From the daily go, from the regular movement of your life, look at the things you're doing and what purpose they serve. Is it really serving that purpose? Are you still aligned with that purpose? What is it time to put down? Even just for right now, to see how that goes. You can always pick it up again. And maybe what is it time to pick up that you had put down? And if that feels like too much, like I don't have that much space, prioritize the resting part because sometimes just the resting part will allow you to see the other pieces differently when you go to pick them back up. And so that part comes first, (laughs) always. That part always comes first. You might find it helpful in that restful space to rather than like a full on reflection to even just be able to come into what do you want to honor? I use the term honoring a lot because it really is holding sacred space. And that gives a weightiness to it that almost demands space and recognizing your sacred self, your divine being, and this being your life. And what do you want to honor in this life that is yours can be an approach that helps you really hold care for it, and truly honor what is important. The second piece to this cycle transition is celebration. There's a quote by an unknown person that says, don't wait until you've reached your goal to be proud of yourself. Be proud of every step you take toward reaching that goal. And I wanna remind you that you are worth acknowledging. We have a tendency, very Programmed into us to pick ourselves apart, focusing on all the things that went wrong, that weren't done, that we wish we'd done differently, that had outcomes that we didn't expect and didn't want. And it's important that we make room for celebration, not just celebrating the things that worked, the things that we got done, the things that went the way we want them to, or the things that we completed, but also. The energy we put in, the effort we put in, the space that we held, the kindness and care that we gave, the way we showed up to what's important to us, and the space of learning that we occupy constantly as human beings. Acknowledging yourself, your thought, your effort, your being affirms confidence in your ability to grow and move forward, self-love supporting you even when growing hurts. And habits of taking action, which increase your motivation to keep going. So some things I would encourage you to look at to help you acknowledge yourself are things like learning something new. And yes, that includes learning it the hard way. Helping someone. Yes, your kids count, even if it's something you do every day. Doing one thing That moves you towards something you want, even just a phone call, even just some information gathering and taking a break. Yes, I'm coming back to that again. (laughs) Acknowledging taking a break, acknowledging the difference that makes, not in, oh, I got behind, right? Because then we work on that part, but acknowledging how you feel. What in that moment it did for you. And I want to remind you in this, just this space here, is that a lot of times during the holidays, people focus on wanting to make memories or like tap into beautiful memories that they have in the past when they were a kid and they want to make that true for their kids and that sort of thing. And I want to remind you that memories get created in present moments, they're not created in thinking about the future. Memories are created in the now. So going back to that whole finding that space to be present, finding those things that are important to really pour into and commit to versus like all the things so that you're constantly focused in the future, the memories exist in the now. They're created by being present. So taking that space, taking that break to be present. I also want to remind you that acknowledging your efforts is not the same thing as bragging or boasting. Or being full of yourself or anything like that. It's easy to confuse those two when you've been around people who inflate their contribution to cover their insecurity. The flip of that is to cover your own insecurity by deflecting from your own contribution. And this is patriarchal conditioning. So (laughs) I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with you. If you don't feel comfortable or safe acknowledging your effort and your contribution out loud right away, start small. Start by acknowledging to yourself to a journal, to a trusted friend. It's important to celebrate you. When you acknowledge yourself, you allow yourself to be seen. You allow yourself to take up space, to see yourself, to see the energy that you contribute. And only by seeing yourself and the energy that you have, that you've given, can you set reasonable expectations for your capacity. And That can be hard to do, too, because sometimes we want our capacity to be more than it is. And what you have still deserves to be celebrated, still deserves to be honored. We don't live in a society that supports differences in capacity very well, so it may not feel like enough, and that's totally understandable. It doesn't change your worthiness, even if it's not, quote unquote, enough in our societal context, I want you to know that it doesn't change your worth. So, to be able to honor that, we have to look at it. We have to be honest and clear with ourselves so that we can set reasonable expectations, so that we can assess and be supportive with how we spend our energy. And it also, you're worth being seen truly. And it's important to make sure that being seen means being seen by people who are safe to be seen by, because again, we still live in this world that doesn't have that all the time. So if you don't have a space where you feel safe being seen, maybe that's something to find. Maybe that's something to reach out for. That's something to connect with. That needs to be honored and given a priority in your life. I do have some group spaces. It's not the same thing as community in the way that we really do need it in a societal context, but it is a space to be safe, to be seen, to be held, to be supported. So, some of the things that I have coming up might be a great opportunity to connect with other really cool people who could be those safe people for you to connect with and be seen by and to be held by and to. See and to hold some of the things coming up to support you in the third piece of this transition process, which is setting that foundation for creation and what we create in the world in our own life. So we have giving space for rest, giving space for celebration, and giving space for creation. So some of the things that I do know that will be offered in the new year are some workshops, including a reprise of the workshop to help you start transforming conflict in relationships that I did with Amina Chaudhry of Zaratha Consulting. We will be doing that in January, and it's a great opportunity to bring anything that happened, any conflict that happened over the holidays that you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to handle this, I would like to use this as a learning opportunity. Bring that and we will help you do just that with that experience. I will also be offering my very popular life visioning workshop and that will be in February. Some of the other workshops that'll come up are aligning to your values and developing sustainable habits. There will be a number. One of the things that I want to commit to is having at least one workshop every month. So if you're not on my email list, I encourage you to get on that if you're interested in workshops so that you get a notification when I have things coming up. I also have a collaboration in the works with Nicole Havelka of Defy the Trend. And so that'll be on helping you in that really challenging routine space going from the end of a school year into the summertime and then transitioning back into the fall. So we have that coming up soon. Another thing that I offer is the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. I've talked about it on this podcast. There's a whole episode where I dig into the energy levels. It's like at the very beginning of season one. So if you haven't checked that out, I invite you to do so. But basically what the assessment does is it helps you unlock your subconscious mindset patterns. I really love it because it's different than the personality assessment where it's more of a what's the lens that you perceive the world through and your perception influences how you show up and what your behavior is and what you focus on. And that can create patterns in your life that support you and ones that might be holding you back from things that you want to create. So I offer this as it's a powerful information once you have it, because you can't break chains, you can't see. So you can't shift these patterns if you don't know what they are. And they typically exist in your subconscious. This assessment will help you have those awareness pieces to interrupt what you might feel are self-sabotaging patterns and maximize mindset patterns that help you create what you want in life. I typically offer this one-to-one with a 90-minute intensive consult for 345. There'll be a link in the show notes if that's something that you would like to do. I think it's a great way to kick off the new year with that awareness to start something new in this new cycle. I am also going to be putting together an opportunity to do this in a group which can be a powerful way to see your patterns and as well as beyond them through other people so kind of like group coaching but with this as a focus so that'll be coming up soon too and finally i'm also going to be setting up regular open office hours where you can sign up to get coaching and or pick my brain on business and connect with other people and hear from them that group coaching dynamic. It's kind of inspired by a professor that I had that would have office hours and he had a big table in the office. And during those office hours, instead of a one to one kind of situation, anyone who had questions could come in and sit at the table. And there were interesting conversations, there were insights. Cause when people, even just asking him questions, other students would be like, oh, I didn't think to ask that, but I definitely needed to. (laughs) So it can be a really great space to connect with others and learn and low commitment, right? It's just whenever it works for you to show up, whenever you have something you want to bring, you can do that. So I'm setting that up and everything from the workshops to the group assessment to office hours will be offered with sliding scale pricing because that's an important value for me And like I said, make sure you sign up for the newsletter so that you get updates on these because I don't have them set on the calendar yet, but I will. And so be sure to sign up so that you get notified about that because some of those are gonna come out before the next podcast episode. Of course, if you are looking for support now, I invite you to check out my resource page on my website where I have a lot of free resources that can be really helpful for your own just reflection and processing on your own, or with a friend, or there's actually a couple alignment ones. So you could do it with a spouse or partner or business partner if you wanted to help center in this new year time. Or you can also schedule an exploration call. It's free and it's a way to connect and kind of look at, well, what do you want to create in the new year and how might coaching be supportive for you? And am I the coach for that work for you? So, that is what I have for you as we wrap up this third season. Again, all the links will be in the show notes for you to sign up for coaching on the podcast, submit any questions or comments that you have, sign up for my email list, and of course, links to the podcast episodes that I referenced in this episode. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you're notified when I'm back with season four. In the meantime, I wish you a year rooted in the knowledge that you are intrinsically valuable, not just what you can produce, but you as a being. You deserve care and love, regardless of others' ability or willingness to give it to you. You are already enough and get to decide what success and enough look like for you. You are allowed to change your mind and do something different without beating yourself up over it. And only you can do your inner work, but that doesn't mean you have to do it alone. I'm here for you, sending you so much love, and I will talk to you all next year thanks for listening i so appreciate you being here if you got something out of today's episode please share it leave me a review take a screenshot and post it on social with a shout out to me send it to a friend or you know all of the above want to hang out more join me on instagram or better yet get on my mailing list to make sure you don't miss out on anything and remember your possibilities are as unlimited as you are allow yourself to shine my friend The world needs your light. See you next time.